This is Invest in Hungary, a podcast by the Hungarian investment promotion agency HIPA, where we explore why Hungary is the real deal when it comes to finding your next investment location. Hello and welcome to Invest in Hungary. I'm your host, Levente Hörnpelitot, and today we're going to talk about business services centers, aka BSCs. Let's be honest, even about 15 years ago, if somebody mentioned the acronym BSC, you would associate it with some bachelor degree at best. And later on, no offense, but it was rather belittled around here as many would link the term with low prestige call centers. However, by now, it has become a dynamically growing sector in Hungary that performs an ever more complex set of tasks and serves regional and global operations of large multinational companies. We have uh, surpassed uh, two important milestones. So uh, we have more than 200 uh, companies present in Hungary and uh, they employ more than 100,000 uh, people, which means that the workforce in the BSC sector is uh, representing around uh, 2% of uh, all the Hungarian labor force. And uh, there is a three times multiplier for, for the GDP effect because uh, the sector produces roughly 6% of the GDP. Now, in Hungary, there's so many fields everybody is an expert in. For starters, we have 10 million national football team managers, right? But BSC is probably not among those fields. So it's definitely harder to find the right experts. Luckily, HIPAA is in close connection with the best in the biz on a daily basis. So we've got an amazing expert pool that we can rely on. And thanks to the cooperation between HIPAA, MCM Hungary and ABSL Hungary, a comprehensive survey is conducted every year to give a snapshot of the state of play of the sector. HIPAA's flagship event, Business Services Hungary 2023, revealed and assessed the latest findings of that survey. So here we go with the most crucial insights shared at the conference. And we're going to deal with the following aspects. Major trends, talent pipeline, tier two cities, cooperative sector branding, and of course, there's no way we would spare the effort to give a prediction of potential future development scenarios of the sector. Okay, so here we go with the highlights. In terms of, uh, of uh, growth trends, uh, we can see that organic uh, growth leads the way. Uh, newcomers are, uh, are uh, slower to decide to open new sites uh, in Hungary. And this is mainly due to the fact that the global economic environment was uh, a little bit turbulent in the last few years. So we had the COVID pandemic, then uh, uh, we had uh, the war uh, in Ukraine. So companies are, are taking more time to consider their options and more cautious to open up uh, new uh, locations. This is Fadi Shadech, head of department of BSC and ICT investment promotion of HIPAA, who can't emphasize the growth potential of the sector enough. Remember, the BSC sector is among the most crisis-proof ones in Hungary. Even during the pandemic, some 10,000 people were hired. But thankfully, we, ha we can see that uh, local companies are happy. They are growing. Uh, we can see that... Uh, from 2021 and 2022, 71% of the BSCs uh, have grown. And uh, this year, 51% have plans uh, to grow or who already uh, grew in this regard. But what about the moving of the value chain? Is that happening as well? Companies are uh, shifting towards higher value added positions. 
So 81% of uh, the companies uh, said that they are planning to uh, bring in more higher value added positions in the next uh, three years. And uh, if we consider uh, that during the last uh, two to three years, only 19% of companies have uh, terminated some of uh, its functions. Uh, and it's uh, basically due to uh, automation or they just uh, made it through uh, because of cost efficiency. So they transferred uh, lower value added positions to um, cheaper uh, locations. Uh, and uh, in terms of shifting towards higher value added positions, it is important to mention that companies are really open to cooperate with universities. So more than 70% of companies have cooperation with uh, different kind of educational institutions. And more than 70% of the companies provide even financial aid for their employees to participate in uh, even external uh, training programs apart from the internal trainings uh, they have. MCM Hungary President Zoltan Szabó is also happy with this development, but he has some bad news to break as well. What I found uh, less uh, comforting uh, though that looking back at 21, uh, when, when uh, people were asked why they leave the centers, salary was the first uh, with 70% uh, of the reasons. Uh, then uh, then uh, work content was second, the lack of career uh, was third, and on the fourth place with 19% uh, working abroad or leaving to work abroad uh, um, stood. If we look at today's result or, or this year's result, salary is leading, salary is leading by 88%. So uh, watch out, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because it means that uh, your colleagues uh, uh, are leaving uh, more for the salaries, so how you compensate and uh, what do you do with the with the packages? It's it's important. It's getting even more important. But what shocked me, in fact, is that on the second place, with 51% working abroad uh, uh, came up. So it means that uh, that uh, these youngsters, uh, more than at least in the past couple of years, uh, are thinking about and not just thinking about, but but leaving uh, for a, for a career abroad. Not very comforting especially when we know that we want to grow this sector, especially know that we want the most experienced ones on board because we want to move to the higher value add as we, we all heard and what we all, we, what we all know. Then I promised another bad news and less comforting ones. Uh, it's a good news for the American uh, chamber that uh, the, the, the most active and the, 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 the largest uh, investor country in the sector is uh, still the US. So we are happy for that. Um, I don't know how much many of you know, obviously it's a hot topic for us in the chamber and it's also a hot topic for HIPAA and many other governmental bodies that, that from, from next January, so January 2024, 20, the, the treaty between the US and Hungary to avoid double taxation will cease. With that, uh, Hungary is going to be the only country in the EU uh, not having such a treaty. So how will that affect uh, the U.S. investments next year? No one knows, uh, definitely not positively, because that will have a, certainly a psychological effect, if not more. Uh, putting that treaty back uh, in, in place will take years, even though um, obviously we in Hungary uh, definitely want that very badly. Speaking of talent base, this is truly one of Hungary's fortes, for sure, that investors are impressed by. 
ABSL Hungary President Istvan Lenke stresses another factor in this regard. We are the drivers of the digital change and acceleration of this digital uh, um, mindset. And new things came with the work from home and the hybrid environment, and all the companies create that, that the new norm. And, and what we see also that it's, it's different, defined by the company culture, which is common compliance. So whatever we have in the policies, we, we, we tend to keep it, because this is, this is also part of our life. Cost is still an issue, though. With the right balance, I tend to say, some people remember talking about this, right balance in between cost and quality, and as long as we could be good in that, that, that balance, we can remain attractive. And uh, generative AI is, is a new term, and the new era that is, that is coming, or already with us for a while, and this could be a kind of answer for these shortage, shortages and also for the cost efficiency, which is still on the agenda for all of us. But at the same time, we need to make sure um, we, we reskill and upskill those people who are coming out from this kind of era, and then they can jump on the so-called KEEPS activities, so the knowledge-intense business services activities, and, and that's, that's really, the, really the future. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Zoltan, you mentioned the uh, the salary issue, mm -hmm. right? But maybe it's not a bad thing after all. I mean, uh, uh, experts refer to Hungary as the best cost country. I've heard it many times before this term. So maybe it's time to move to the best value added country. How about that? So does, does it sound good to you? Uh, that that sounds definitely good. And then I'm, I'm an engineer by heart. So if you bear with me, you have to bear with numbers. So I also brought some numbers when I was thinking. Uh, uh, about this value-add thing. So uh, looking back for the last uh, four years, uh, we've seen an inflation around 50 plus uh, percent cumulative. The minimum wage has grown um, uh, by 65 percent. Uh, while the, after all and all that, uh, that uh, ups and downs, uh, the, the, the Hungarian foreign lost its value to the euro by 10%. So if you add that all up and you assume that you want to keep your talent, uh, the salaries has grown um, uh, even in euro terms in, in Hungary. That, that definitely means that, that we are still a... a a good cost country, whether the best cost country, I don't know. We are definitely a best shore location, a good near shore location for many of the European uh, economies. But, 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 but I, I guess we are losing our competitiveness uh, as, as a bottom line. And, and what can we do? Uh, obviously, if no one will pay, uh, shareholders not like paying the same for for for, for the same for more. So not like don't like paying more for the same uh, performance. So I what what we all have to do, and, and I guess it's it sounds even more familiar to you than 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 to me, is that you are all moving up the value chain because that's a necessity. You have to uh, uh, far shore or or bash shore or uh, uh, offshore your uh, your uh, um, um, activities which uh, are less value-add and more, uh, more uh, process-driven. 
and you try to creep your uh, local talent by, by moving up the value chain. That's a very tricky thing because what you need is, is that, that you, you still need lower end jobs. You have to bring in the youngsters somewhere, you have to make them grow, you have to, uh, you have to train them and once they are ready they can move up to the value chain to higher um, value jobs. On the other hand, we've talked about uh, education, that's one of my favorite. So you need, uh, need uh, future-proof education, you need people who can solve problems alone, you, you take more response, can take and are more willing to uh, take more uh, responsibilities, all those sort of things uh, are, are needed. So all in all, moving up the value chain, I guess, is the, the, the only way out uh, if you want to preserve our competitiveness. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's pretty obvious that, as you just said, um, talent is pretty much like a make-or-break factor for, for the BSC industry. Uh, but let's talk about the, the um, other potential that uh, the so-called Tier 2 cities uh, have got to offer, because even though Budapest is still an all-time favorite for investors, uh, we have amazing university strongholds in the countryside, and uh, they are also attracting uh, lots of attention. Uh, in fact, uh, HIPAA and ABSL teamed up to enhance the positioning of these tier two cities. Maybe you want to share more on this with us. Yes, yes. Um, this is a tier two city development project, what we are talking about now, and I'm happy that uh, we have representatives from Page. I cannot see them, but they are here. Uh, this, is the f this was the first pilot project for ABSL, actually, uh, where we started to, to bring, bring in the, the knowledge and work. Yes, you are there. Thank you very much. Um, uh, together and and what does that mean so in Poland for example if you compare there are tier 1 tier 2 tier 4 up to tier 4 cities and uh, the municipalities are really an active participants of these kind of conferences and uh, and the whole life and the life cycle of the sector all in all and they put a lot of efforts and energy to to get to know who their competitors are where they stand within the, within the sector. What is the uh, value proposition of the, the, the tier one, two, three cities and compare it to, with each other. So this, is, this was the objective actually of this project, what we started actually in Page more than two years ago. And, and this is what we continued this year together, already together with HIPAA, with, um, with Seged. We have a talent pool. And, and this is really something what we can leverage more in order to retain people at the place where they are coming from. Because many people, as Rotan also said, the number two reason they leave because they go abroad. This is what, what is also, also a, um, an, an issue for us. But as long as we can keep them at, at that place and we can make the place and the countryside tier two cities in Hungary more attractive, then they have the right opportunities and they would stay. In Page and in Seged, they all had the willingness to learn. And that was really key for us because we could move together. And then, guess what? In Page, please use uh, the, the, the time, discuss with the representatives, and they can share more about 
the, their journey from their perspective in, in the break. And, and they can share how they lived that through, what they learned, and, uh, and many smaller, not big shared services, but gradually started to go there. Even today, there are initiatives towards that direction. So that's really the project, and this is what we would like to continue as a kind of roadshow going through other tier, potential tier two cities in Hungary. Right. Fadi, maybe you want to do some HIPAA promotion here, because as far as I know, uh, <laughs> one of the cornerstones of our policy is to, uh, to make sure that all these tier two cities uh, deserve the attention, like get the attention they deserve, right? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, we really believe that these cities have a great potential, an untapped potential. So uh, what they are missing, they have the talent pipeline. So for example, in Pitch, uh, we have um, approximately 1,100 FTEs employed in the sector. In Miskolc and Szeged, 1,500. And at the same time, the number of uh, university graduates is much higher, 4,000, 5,000, a little bit more. So we have a really good uh, and big talent base, which can feed uh, the sector locally, but uh, it is untapped. So we don't have that much uh, companies there. Also, there is a lacking of uh, um, office spaces. It is uh, getting better and better year by year. We have office development projects, but still, uh, that's kind of a vicious circle. So first, uh, uh, you have to uh, have companies locally in order to have big, uh, large-scale office development projects. But since you don't have the office, you don't have the companies, this is some kind of a vicious circle. But uh, as far as I see, we are slowly breaking uh, out of this, uh, which is a good sign. Um, and also, there is another important element uh, which we already addressed with these uh, rural development programs, that uh, not, not just the, the talents, the municipalities and the companies as well have to better cooperate and better promote the sector itself uh, and to make them, uh, the talents and the municipalities better understand that this is a sector, a higher, high-value-added sector, which can create uh, really good uh, job opportunities locally, and which can really strengthen the cities themselves, the universities, and uh, just a little bit uh, uh, weaken this uh, really centralized structure which we, which we have now uh, towards Budapest. And in this regard, uh, we are trying to help municipalities with this program to better understand their comparative advantages, uh, which uh, BSCs uh, they can better attract and why, and how they can do it, what are the techniques, how to present, and any practical uh, uh, trainings we, we give as well. But also, uh, it is really important uh, uh, for, uh, for um, uh, the the whole community to work together and to better promote that this is a sector for the talents as well. It is not just one or two companies where they can uh, go and, and work, but that this is some kind of an ecosystem where they can build a career, they can go from one company to another, they have uh, similar roles, and this can uh, lead to a, to a good career path for them. HIPAA is also active on an additional front. Uh, and in terms of uh, the rural the tier two city promotion, we will uh, establish a database as well, 
uh, where we will or we will try to cooperate with the municipalities to get uh, different kind of uh, information which can be interesting for investors and uh, to update it regularly and we will channel it towards uh, relevant uh, consultancy firms, online databases to better give access to investors to these information uh, and to better put these locations uh, to the investors map. Sounds great to me. Um, and now we, we need to talk about one more thing because um, if I remember correctly, like 15 years ago, there weren't that many people who actually knew what the acronym BSC stood for, right? Especially in the business sense. So it took a lot of effort to raise the profile of the sector. And uh, therefore, it was also a very important milestone that MCM, HIPAA, and 24 MCM member companies teamed up back in 2018 and launched uh, the, uh, this survey uh, that we, we uh, celebrate uh, the, uh, this year's edition of. Um, which brings us to the question whether it makes sense to have a, a cooperative sector branding strategy and what it takes to, um, to get this going and um, to what extent is it beneficial for the BSC. Zoltan, maybe you want to elaborate on that. Yes, thanks for the question. Um, yeah, it, um, as you pointed out a couple of years ago, um, no one knew what BSC uh, as a business service sector stand for or stood for. Um, we called it SSC, but it, no one really liked it. Uh, SSC meant that you work in dark offices, boring jobs, um, and, and you don't earn necessarily too much. Um, and um, and 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 it, or 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 sector branding activities started with um, Generation Z survey. Um, actually, the. Why Generation Z? Because uh, we knew so much about Generation Y, but we didn't know much about Generation Z. It hasn't been surveyed um, uh, by that time um, overly. Uh, and we were, we were trying to figure out what uh, makes those guys uh, happy who are just sitting in the high schools or finishing university and just about starting a job, uh, hopefully, at uh, one of the business service centers. And what we found out is that, um, that uh, these guys don't know much about the sector, but those who know the sector like working for the sector. The second quite shocking thing was that in those days, quite a few guys at the secondary schools, uh, high school, said that whenever I'm finishing, I'm going abroad. And said, we asked, OK, but what would you earn there, or what would rather what would make you stay? And the dream salaries, what uh, they were talking about, were pretty much aligned with what the sector could offer. So we said that, wait a minute, if you like working here, at least those who know us, and, and who, for those who don't like, who don't know us, uh, we could offer the benefits uh, they would stay in country, then uh, why don't we just uh, do some more branding. And that's where uh, uh, we've been uh, uh, actually uh, doing that generation survey with, uh, with, with uh, BT, and I'm looking at uh, Mate there. But then it became a, uh, an MCM-wide uh, uh, activity. And as you said, uh, right uh, after the start, or a couple of uh, months after the start, we already had 25 uh, member companies teaming up. 
to, to improve the attractiveness, or first the awareness and then the attractiveness of the, of the sector. Uh, we said that we want to become one of the top three most attractive sectors. I'm, I'm making a promotion for Sonny that we wanted to measure it on the... And they're not paid, by the way, by, by Ronson. Uh, that we want to measure, uh, yeah, measure right. <laughs> <laughs> we can change that, but no. Uh, so we, we are going to measure it on the Ronstadt uh, Ampler Attractiveness uh, Survey. And we want to be the number one, as a sector, we want to be the number one carrier choice for, for, for starters. And uh, it was even surprising for us, those few of us who started this uh, cooperation, that companies were willing to pay so it's not funded by the uh, MCHAM membership uh, fee. Uh, companies who are in this uh, cooperation, they are paying extra to fund these activities. Companies who cooperate, um, they, they uh, do joint appearances on, on carrier fairs. Though they are fierce competitors on the, on the job market, they, they, ha they are recruiting on their own uh, company booth. But they have a, a BSS Hungary corner where they are trying to explain uh, those uh, youngsters appearing on the job fairs what this uh, sector is all about. They have uh, open days they organize uh, together. They have uh, social media uh, presence, uh, so under a common brand. So it's a very successful activity. It's already the fourth year that we are uh, running it. Thanks for the support to all companies who are participating, and it's good to see that, that now uh, we have already 35 companies uh, in this cooperation, and uh, there are companies who explicitly joined uh, uh, MCHEM to participate uh, in this uh, cooperation. So it's worth doing that, and it's good to see that it's, it's working and companies are willing to see above uh, their own fans and do something for the, for the entire sector, mainly because if we didn't do that, then companies would continue stealing talents from each other. So with that, we can expand the talent pool and, and attract uh, youngsters and talents from, uh, from outside the, the, the business service sector. Wow, it's so great to hear that after all, this, all this joint effort and this coordinated effort uh, pays off, so uh, it benefits all, basically. Actually, we're running out of time, so uh, all we've got time for is just uh, you know, discussing one more question. So let's get our crystal balls out, okay, and let's uh, gaze into that crystal ball and figure out whether this stability uh, and this high-paced growth can remain or are there any, any uh, trend changes that can be expected? Maybe, Istvan, you, you want to get started yeah, on this one. Yeah, this is a kind of question, what will be the FX rate of uh, Euro and foreign tomorrow? So, so we don't, don't have this crystal, crystal ball. Instead, what we, we've seen some scenarios and factors are, of course, um, economic factors, political factors and other environmental things really influence what we do and how we operate on a day-to-day -day basis. This is, what, this is what we all live through. And, and many things from generative AI just mentioned, but there are many more things around this, this topic, together with ESG, together with workplace solutions, together with attracting talents and learning and how to not only attract the talents, but also what is important to and interesting to see, the attrition rate 
You remember how, man, how much it was? 14%. This is, this is the, the current study. Previously, it was, it was a higher number. Sometimes we lived the, the times where it was over 20. So, so this is also fluctuation, which, which is a good number. And yes, to some extent, we are stealing from each other talents because they are moving around. But as long as they stay and we keep and retain those people within, within, the, within this circle of trust and the group, I don't really care from, from our company Go, people goes over to another one and they, because this is what I tend to say, we train the people for ourselves and that's why it's kind of generative GBS type of thing where learning, talents, data, AI mindset and the, and the changing environment is really, really something what the new generation of people and, and young people can take over easily. So this is this is, I believe, what we all see, and a new thing can come in, which is going towards the multi-generational GBS at some point, where, where we can bring new people in from outside, career changers, and those people who could be a good potential solution for our skill gap and, and, and shortages. So all with this, and together with the tier two city development programs going on, we can, we can ensure we can keep talents within, within the country because they also have certain expectations towards us as employers. And we also need to make sure we, we provide a good employer value proposition to keep them. Great. Gentlemen, final thoughts? I just uh, looking at the watch. I'm, I'm not going to be that sophisticated, uh, but but I'm, I'm an optimist. Okay, so I I I, I I'm, I'm trust that this sector will grow. Uh, I, uh, if not uh, necessarily by numbers, but definitely by content. We're going to move to the value add, and I trust in you, ladies and gentlemen, you guys, because I've been. Uh, meeting so many bright minds, and we always figured it out how to do it in the last uh, many years since we have uh, BSCs across the country. So yes, we're going to attract the talent, uh, we're going to keep the best jobs here in country, and we're going to grow. Fantastic. Yeah, one minute. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> So, um, as we already discussed, I think that the organic growth will, will continue. We will have some uh, new investors, but I think that uh, the lead will be taken by, by organic uh, growth. We will see emerging uh, tier two towns and uh, expanding uh, presence in these uh, cities. Also, uh, we will have uh, uh, more governmental support for, for better uh, investment creating better investment environment and also HIPAA will be here to to help you on the way and uh, if anyone have any issues or uh, or questions we are here to help okay that's all about the hungarian bsc market so let's delve into regional trends now what's clear is that central eastern europe is still attractive for investors when it comes to setting up a bsc and there are good reasons for that First and foremost, of course, is relative cost. Uh, that continues to be important, but maybe when you look at the relative importance, that goes a little bit down. I think that was more important, say, five to ten years ago. That was the overriding um, factor. 
it is still, I think, a very important factor, but it's maybe relatively less so compared to five or ten years ago. This is ABSL president Jacek Levernes. Number two, I think uh, definitely talent. We have a very good and well-educated uh, young workforce. Uh, that means not only students that are coming out that uh, we are uh, that we're employing in the sector, but more and more growing experts and specialists that now have three, five, maybe even ten years of experience, and that take on more uh, more senior roles. One factor in particular is gaining on importance. Uh, I think that the third point, which is shifting, and, and that's I think may, maybe. The, the, the little, hopefully I can surprise you a little bit, uh, maybe the, the, the shifting point is it used to be a lot that uh, point number three was infrastructure. So when you know, when you look at uh, investments coming in, you have a different um, selection points and criteria that you weigh, etc. It was also important. Uh, uh, for example, airport, office, premium offices, internet, air, uh, air links, etc. Of course, that's also still important, but today I think pretty much it's given that we have that infrastructure. Actually, I would even argue, looking at COVID, we had better infrastructure and better um, recovery than some of the Western European countries that, that were having some trouble, be that, for example, France, UK, or, or Germany. There were different cases. So that means that the third point, uh, I would argue, is different now, and that is quality of life. Why is that important? What I mean by quality of life is that now more and more important as we have a more senior workforce that is starting to have kids, that we're seeing more and more foreigners coming in, we're going up the value chain, we're trying to attract more foreigners into coming into a region as well. We need really good schools for the kids, we need uh, good restaurants, we need good um, culture uh, offering, we need communities, we need more of the soft side of things. And I think that is really the most important point now looking at the new investments that are being considered, especially the more advanced ones, into the region. So it's also an important point to look at in the future that countries, cities, authorities, and also us as a community need to develop this, what I would call, quality of life aspect more. I believe that uh, within the Central Eastern European region and in Hungary, uh, the, the va- good value for money is still here. This is Martin Almasi, Director of Investment Promotion at HIPA. We understand that the, the whole sector is, uh, is, uh, is getting more mature. So the senior experts are here, available already. And uh, the uh, educational system can provide the talent pool. Uh, the, the colleagues have already mentioned that there are 300,000 uh, students in the educational system, so it can be also utilized. And a lot of companies doing common uh, corporations, training programs with the universities, so it's a very good approach from company side. But we understand, uh, as from the government side, that there's a lot to do with the educational reform in this uh, uh, path as well. So we are very much uh, welcoming the companies to uh, give um, 
uh, inputs to, to these uh, re reforms and HIPAA is always here to, to discuss these op options. Apart from that, super low taxes help investors shut up shop and don't forget the irresistible incentive scheme HIPAA's got to offer. Three type of supports we can provide. Unfortunately, uh, why Budapest is a very nice place to live, but it's uh, a very well developed, so we cannot uh, provide a regional type of aid to even to services, but that's why we are uh, attracting more and more or advising more and more companies to go to the tier two cities where we can give uh, financial support even to service sector uh, companies as well. The second pillar, uh, how we can contribute to the investments, is the training uh, programs. It can be provided even in Budapest. And uh, the third element, if a company would like to uh, make an R&D project, for example, then, then we can contribute to that, even with uh, 10 uh, new persons in, uh, working on an R&D project. And uh, we are working on that to increase uh, the percentage, which can be provided the 50, 25% even to a higher uh, contribution. But what about competition? Who are CEE's rivals in the race for FDI? Esther Lukács, director in consulting at Deloitte Hungary, elaborated on the issue. We are not anymore competing with, uh, with Asia, actually. That's a completely different uh, destination, different talents uh, and so on. But we are more and more competing outside of CE, uh, like, for example, Spain and, uh, and Portugal, who are really coming up. And, uh, and mainly Portugal, because there the cost of living is even <laughs> like at the same level minimum than we have. But uh, from certain perspectives, uh, the quality of life is, is uh, thought to be better a little bit than, than in the sea. Might be because of the weather but, uh, and the seafood, but still uh, there is a draw. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, just to add to what you said, I would underline really the, the experienced uh, uh, expertise that we have here in Hungary. So in the past 20 years, a whole generation of uh, shared services or business services professional has been nurtured in Hungary. So they even, sometimes they even know much better what shared services and business services is about than the ones or the leaders sitting in the headquarters. So I think it's a, little, a re really big... Uh, Trust. There is a trust that if they bring something here, a new operation, a new uh, cost efficiency potential, that it will be uh, realized here because there is expertise in the country. So I think, well, not only in Hungary, but in the whole region. And finally, let's look at the opportunities ahead. Here's Martina Almashi from HIPAA again. We experience that... Uh, the organic growth will drive this market. So we do not expect nowadays huge and large investments in this sector, but going more forward in the, on the value chain. So what is important to keep being on a sustainable path, so this sustainable development path? And this came out also from our survey that all those companies which are here are, their intention is to, to grow more, more and develop more and bring here new functions which, are, uh, which can give uh, more highly added value in this country as well. What we also experience, what you have already mentioned, Esther, is not only the, uh, the business centers 
uh, who uh, come here, but also uh, those functions uh, to the manufacturing industry, which uh, place here their service uh, uh, center functions. I can mention, for example, Continental or Thyssen Group, and they are also a very good example that they discovered the countryside locations. And, and for us, and as being as a governmental organization, it's, it's also important to... to uh, to de develop those areas uh, where we see more potential, more available talents. And, and I believe besides Budapest, which is the best place to live, uh, Pécs or Miskolc or Szeged, these uh, areas are also very nice for living. And if you have mentioned quality of life is important, that uh, there are a lot of opportunities. Uh, and we are also working together with, uh, with ABSL, with MCHAM and with the local municipalities in order to, to, uh, to, to grow or develop these uh, locations. And the risks? The risks, I think it comes back to my, my first point, since we're competing about those investors, not with, with Bucharest or with Warsaw or with Bangalore uh, or Guadalajara, we're competing in London, we're competing in Munich, we're competing in New York. And for us, it's ability to convince them. And now, since that profile is different, again, I'm coming back to quality of life. That's super important and becoming more and more. So that's all for this episode of Invest in Hungary. Thank you for listening and don't forget to follow the show, share our contents and spread the word about why investing and reinvesting in Hungary is the real deal. See you next time. <laughs>